Hey, y'all. Welcome back to the Don't Mom Alone podcast. I'm your host, Heather McFadden, and this is the place where I get to walk alongside you and connect you with people and resources so you know that you don't mom alone. And in this episode, it is week four of our summer of mentorship 2022. And I've invited back on the show, Amber O'Neill Johnston. It wasn't a revolutionizing of what we were doing. It was a refining. And I feel like that really is helpful for people to know because otherwise it can sound overwhelming. Like I just blew up everything my family had and started (laughs) from scratch. And it really wasn't that. We already had a beautiful family culture. It was just incomplete. So I progressed it and leaned into it with a higher level of intention. But, you know, we're still who we are. Amber first came on the show in January of 2021. You're going to find a link to that episode in the show notes, and you'll hear how she became known as Heritage Mom. Her handle on Instagram, Heritage Mom blog, her website, Heritage Mom. Today, she's helping talk to us about creating our family culture. She wrote a new book called A Place to Belong, Celebrating Diversity and Kinship in the Home and beyond. And her goal for her family was that her kids would know they're seen and valued at home and in the world and that other people are just as valuable too. That along with her other values drives the decisions they make about how they interact with the world down to the restaurants that they eat at. Do not miss her great tips. Also, if you've hit a wall this summer with your kids on, oh my goodness, they're saying they're bored, she has great advice to help your kids get some personal business. And in the show notes, we have a link to 100 things to do to help you find some personal business for your kids. Don't miss that tip. All right, let's get right to it. Here we go. Amber, welcome back to the Don't Mom Alone podcast. Oh, thank you so much for having me again. I'm looking forward to it. Well, you're such a hit. So many people reached out to me personally, like texts and DMs saying, oh my gosh, I love Amber. She's so great. I can't believe you got to talk to her on your podcast. And I was like, I know, I know this is the thing. It's a total selfish gig that I have going. I get to talk to cool people, learn from them and then share it. I mean, it's the best job ever. So thanks for saying yes again. So I can get, you know, more people jealous. Well, you know, what's really funny is I also got a bunch of texts and DMs and everything after our last episode. And they're like, oh my goodness, I love Don't Mom Alone. I can't believe you were on there. So it was a mutual affection. Oh, well, that means we have similar friends. So that's, that's good. That's good. Okay. So in this summer of mentorship series, we are having different moms on and talking about their unique mom brands to encourage moms to figure this out for themselves, to walk in their own. And I think it really goes along with your book, a place to belong. Like it goes along with, you know, we're all so diverse. We come from great, unique backgrounds and interests and wirings. Why not embrace that as moms and not try to fit some cookie cutter mold of what we think we should do. So let's dig in to your mom brand, uh, starting with your values. What do you feel like is a unique value that you have? And it goes along probably with your brand and all all the things that you're doing as a parent. 
Well, that one's easy for me. (laughs) (laughs) I think that my unique value is I am dedicated to making sure that my children know that they are seen and valued, not just in our home, but in the wider community and in the world. But at the same time, I'm equally as committed to them knowing that other people are just as valuable. And so I think it's kind of that duality for me. And I'm always thinking, how can I make sure that my children know that their mama loves them and sees them and cares for them and that everyone else's mama does too? Um, How can I make sure that they believe that they can do anything and that they believe just as much that same thing in other people? So that's kind of, I think, the wrap up of my unique value as a parent. Yeah. And that comes from your experience, which y'all can listen to more of in the episode we did in January, but just maybe not being seen yourself. Do you think that's part of why that's a value for you? Well, definitely. Yes. Feeling, you know, as an adult looking back and thinking, wow, you know, I'm thankful that I made it through. Okay. But that there was a lot missing there. And then seeing that I was beginning to perpetuate those same things out of um, ignorance and um, just not knowing I was perpetuating the same things with my own children. So yeah. Tell us more about that. Like how, what did perpetuating those things look like? Well, I, taught my children and exposed my children to what I knew and what I had been taught. And so I really hadn't seen reflections of myself as a black woman in the things that I read or um, in the things that I saw or the things that were valued by my community. And then I turned around and taught my children the same things uh, without their representation of themselves, Um, not intentionally, not because I thought it was better, but just because I gave what I had. And that's what I had to give at that time. So when it wasn't going so well for me, and I started seeking other voices and ideas. Um, I realized that there was another way of doing this and that I could celebrate my children's diversity and our culture. And I worried a little bit that if I did that, but what about our, our responsibility to forge relationships with others, you know, cross racial relationships or relationships with other people who are different in other ways. And finally, I settled on the fact that I'm greedy and I want and can have both. So that's where that idea came about for my parenting style. But these things aren't mutually exclusive. Like wanting and valuing one for your family doesn't mean that you can't also carry this torch of connection and unity amongst diverse people. Yeah, that's it. That's we it. can be unified and diverse. Amazing. Yes. What All a the concept. Things. What a yes. concept. Yes. Yeah. So as you are valuing these things, how did that impact how you spent your time as a mom? What did you put energy towards, you know, in your mom journey to show them that they're seen and known as they are? Well, I worked a lot on visual representation, actual illustrations and pictures in their books, the things that I hung on the wall, the artwork, um, the music that pipes into the speakers in our home and the things that I would read to them, whether it's literature or poetry. 
the way our family spent our free time with types of performances we would attend or that we do attend and places that we stop along on, on road trips. You know, we used to pull over and, and get, go to the best restaurants. And now we pull over and try to find a little slice of history or culture wherever we are. So it wasn't a revolutionizing of what we were doing. It was a refining. And I feel like that really is helpful for people to know because otherwise it can sound overwhelming. Like I just blew up everything my family had and started <laughs> from scratch. And it really wasn't that we already had a beautiful family culture. It was just incomplete. So I progressed it and leaned into it with a higher level of intention, but you know, we're still who we are because we were pretty cool before. Um, and I think that's something that I hope other moms can, can grasp onto that. This isn't something that's so hard, or you don't have to lose all that you've already poured into your family culture. Like that can still be a huge component of what you do moving forward. You can just grow. Yeah. And what I hear you saying is there are places in our life as moms where we have choices choices of what books we buy, choices of where we stop on road trips, choices of, you know, what entertainment we consume. And in those choices, you leaned into, okay, maybe instead of doing what I think everyone else is doing or what I know, let's lean into maybe something that's going to allow my daughters to see themselves. And you're taking yeah. that value and putting it in the choice. And I think that's simple. We're making the choice. Right. <laughs> like, right. We're choosing made, something anyway. We're choosing right? something. And so yeah. I guess the challenge is, I think, really stating your value and knowing it for yourself and owning it. And you did that so clearly and you just had to execute it, which you've also done yes. really well. Yes. So that's it. It's been fun. Actually, I, yeah, I fun. like that. I mean, when you feel secure in where you have been and where you're going, it actually makes it kind of fun to go along on the journey. And it doesn't feel like work. It, it is. There is some work involved, but it doesn't feel like work. <laughs> well, and I think it allows us as moms to not disappear in the season of motherhood. We give our kids the best gift when we bring all of ourselves and our interests and our values to our family experience, instead of following their lead, like they go to school and they hear about, you know, such and such movie. And they think, oh, we need to go see that maybe, but what if I have some interests? <laughs> like I love musicals. Okay. So yes. maybe we're going to, you know, explore some musicals because that's what I'm bringing to our family culture. And so I love that you have done that. Moms, I love connecting you with great brands and Rothy's is such a slam dunk option for moms. First of all, they're stinking cute. I have their pointed toe flats in like a kind of a bigger wildcat print that I view as my kind of my solid, my basic to go along with things and I can wear them in the summer because I don't have to worry about them getting stinky from my sweaty feet because they are washable. Also what's washable are my pairs of sneakers from Rothy's. So if you want a cute pair of white sneakers that you don't have to worry about whether your kid throws up on them or tosses baby food on them, whatever, 
you can just throw these shoes in the washing machine and they come out looking new. Not only that, they are sustainably made. All of their products are knit with thread made from plastic water bottles. I'm not even joking. And you would think, huh, shoes made out of water bottles. Those are probably uncomfortable. Nope, super comfortable. Like I wore my sneakers walking around New York, which you know, that's like miles of walking. And my feet felt great at the end of the day. They have repurposed around 125 million water bottles so far. So they're cute. They're comfortable. They're washable. What is holding you back? Because I also have a great deal for you. Your new favorite shoes are waiting. Discover the versatile styles you can wear absolutely anywhere and get $20 off your first purchase. If you go to rothys.com forward slash DMA, that's R-O-T-H-Y-S.com slash DMA, get $20 off your first order. Okay, so let's lean into your assignments. Specifically, you chose homeschooling and then you've been led to integrate this value of making sure your girls know their culture and where they come from. How is that all lined up to where you feel like God has you in a ministry and beyond just your family? Well, I think that it's interesting because he's always had me in the same place. I just hadn't claimed it yet, but I think that he's called me to build bridges. Mm. And that's the message that I continue to receive to not pick sides, to not participate in divisive or toxic conversations or actions, but to really try to see everyone um, through his eyes. Of course, that's imperfect. I can't do that, but I can try. And with that, work to bring people together. And that's where I see myself in this stage. And I think that I've always, as I look back on my childhood in every stage, elementary, middle, high school, college, after college, I can recall times where I've been in this unique position to be able to pull people together who may may not naturally um, come together otherwise. And so I totally feel that that's the assignment God's given me. And even sometimes when I'm like, no, God, you you don't really want me to do that. Especially now when there's been, there's so much in the media and in society and so many reasons for people to pull away from each other. Lots of arguments among adults, book bans, and Mm. how should we teach history? And there's the politics and all of this that's happening. And I really would like to be quiet because I don't want to be um, in an argument. I don't want people to be mad at me. And he keeps telling me, no, I didn't give you permission to be quiet, but you can say what needs to be said with love. And that's Mm. what, that's what you're being directed to do. So that's where I am. That's my assignment. Yeah. And we're thankful for that. Thank you. Because I think that is his heartbeat and you're listening to him and obviously not in a self-directed, this is what I feel like is right, but you're following his heartbeat and where he has you and just the voice and the platform that he's given you. What's something that's maybe more difficult to accept? I mean, that sounds like a difficult assignment. Yeah, sure. I think, you know, immediately when you ask me that question, I go to, okay, what keeps me awake at night? Mm. And I think there are a couple of things. One is 
balancing the commitment I have to communities of color and mothers of color to be there for them, to share their voice and to represent them well, and balancing that also with my desire and calling to pull white mothers into the conversation, not just as like spectators, but as sisters. And how can I make sure that you know, kind of, I don't want to say both sides because that sounds opposing, but both groups of moms know and can trust what I'm saying and can trust me. And how can I make sure that I'm supporting both without, you know, without anyone feeling like I'm leaving them behind. And Mm -hmm. it's a, it's a bit of a, uh, a tight spot at times. And I recall this weekend, um, I started the weekend at a conference where there were there there are a growing number of black and brown moms attending, but right now there aren't a ton. And then I ended the weekend with a group of black friends, and we were kind of debriefing on what I spoke about at the conference. And a couple of them shared that I'm not sure that you should be opening up this door of our black culture to all of these white women. Like, why do you do that? Why are you sharing our stories and our pain and our joys with them, that's kind of private for our community. Mm. And I was like, wow, I really had to sit with that for a while. And so I think that is an example of what's difficult for me and knowing how far to walk and making sure that I'm doing things that don't harm one group Mm. while trying to help another. Mm. Amber, that's a lot. That is a lot of tension and your heart is pure in all of it. So I think whenever I'm doing something and I feel led from the Lord and it's causing some sort of tension and my heart is pure, I don't ever want to be perceived as anything, but what's true of my heart. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to cause harm. And I, what I hear is you don't want to cause harm. You no. want to <laughs> facilitate and grow and Yeah. And you're putting yourself out there. So thank you for, I mean, I'm thinking of all the stretching a bridge has to endure, mm. <laughs> like mm. all the weight it holds yeah. and it's can be beautiful, but also really stretching and a lot of burden. So well, I thought about, you know, kind of where I landed after those conversations is that I do believe that storytelling brings people together yeah. and that's a gift of mine. Um, but I, I, I think I need to focus on my stories and sharing my stories and my family's stories rather than being a representative mm. of my entire community and sharing our communal stories because that could be a distinct difference. And so I'm still growing as I put in my book, I'm molting, right. I'm shedding my skin and molting, right. Along with the animals that, you know, that my kids find outside. So I, um, I won't always get it right, but I am here in the game and I am trying and working and, and I don't, I don't ever see myself giving up. So I think I'll make mistakes along the way, but I hope that I'm always doing more good than, than anything else. Well, and I think it's amazing that you have friends who feel safe enough to give you that kind of feedback and that you are humble enough to receive it. And uh, I think that that change makes sense to me. Like I can't speak for all white women. You can't speak for all black women but you can, I can tell you my story and you can tell me your story. So I I think that is amazing that you drew that conclusion. That's 
Thank you. So I'll be talking about myself a lot now. You know? I'm, just, I'm just kidding. <laughs> it is easier when we get together with girlfriends to talk about another person and not myself. It's very vulnerable. You set yourself up for a lot of possible wounding when you talk yeah. about your story. Yeah, it's hard. Um, well, I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking no, forward thank to you. it. Thank you. Okay, let's lean into how your family flourishes because I think as we talk about our own mom brands, really looking at, okay, we're doing this thing, whatever it is, how we spend our time, how we put our, where we put our energy because our culture around us, wherever you live or whatever subculture, homeschooling culture, public school culture is doing, but maybe our family doesn't flourish doing those things. So how does your family flourish? What's helped, you know, hold on to those values, but then also beyond what we already talked about with values. Mm-hmm. Well, two things. One, for my family, time outdoors and nature is a, a part of our family value that we started from the very beginning. Um, like when I get off the phone with you, I'm going to be packing up the car and we're going camping this weekend. Oh. And we like to go hiking and just play in the creek. And we actually moved to a different nearby town so that we could have a property where my boys could fish and my girls too. Um, the boys <laughs> like it more um, and stomp through the creek and our dog would have plenty of places to run and trees to climb and all of that. And we could have a garden. So it's like we made big life decisions that help support what we say that we value and that time spent together and separately outside and in nature has been important. And I think the other thing and this one is a little stickier, but I am learning that my family flourishes when I allow my children to um, kind of manifest their interests and desires in their own natural way. So because I do write and speak a lot and I talk a lot about literature, beautiful literature and poetry and music and art, people often expect my children to show up as these <laughs> like very well-cultured, high living um, children who are going to have all these, you know, very deep discussions with them. And honestly, most of the time they just want their Nerf guns and, and their dolls and the graphic novels and, and they're listening to music that um, is, you know, more 2020 versus 1920 <laughs> or 1820 and um, top 40 action. Yes, yeah. Yeah. And so, I mean, there is a time when that was difficult because I'm thinking I'm talking into this space and moms are going to expect my kids to show up a certain way. And when they didn't do that, I would be frustrated about the way they were making me look. Mm. And then I realized, okay, this is very, I've put my kids in such a small box and I really do want them to flourish. And so I had to release that need to impress other moms and instead go the total opposite direction. And I just tell them, I'm like, you can do all these beautiful things with your kids and you should, but like your boys still might want to have Nerf gun fights and that's okay. Um, it's very normal. And um, so I think that has really allowed my children to flourish that I've removed this idea that they need to show up um, and impress people in a certain way because of the work I've been called to do. Yeah. I think that that's very common in classical education circles is there's a shaming around any kind of screen access or beyond like the classics. Yes. And yeah, I'm with you. I had to kind of drop that ideology, like that concept that my kids have to be like this. I mean, one of my sons released his first rap song 
on the Amazon music. And I had to be like, you know what? Classical educated friends. He did that. But I honestly think he's standing on the shoulders of the classics that he studied. And I don't think any time was wasted because of these choices they're making and the freedom to flourish that way. It still impacts and informs whatever they create or whatever they do or whatever they consume. It's not like it was wasted time. And it would be kind of weird if they imitated the classics. Like we are just like staying back and, and what, when, when did we decide this 100 year period or 200 year period was the Mecca of creating, you know, right. so we can love beautiful things and also love new, interesting things and yes. contribute to them. So I think it's you're you're freeing some moms right now with that confession. And it was very brave of you to say. And so thank you. Well, for it's funny. That. I, I think that's what we need to do. Talk about it more because I figure I'm not the only one. But no, yeah, I think you're just hiding about it. it. Yeah. 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 yeah, no, we don't want to be those, you know, that happens. Let's be free. Okay, I have been a big fan of Athena Club ever since they have been sending me their razor kits. But I have to tell you, I've mentioned they have the magnetic hook to store it on, but I was just cleaning out my bathroom and found the hook and installed it, and it is magical. It really is fantastic to have my cute razor on the shower wall ready for me to use uh, and swapping out the blades. You just got to remember to do it, but they send me these fantastic razor blades that are surrounded by water activated serum, shea butter, hyaluronic acid. So I get this silky smooth shave this summer that leaves my skin soft, hydrated, not stripped dry. They're spaced out too. So it lets the hair and the shave cream pass through easily. So I don't have to do as many passes, so there's less irritation. My skin's looking great, basically. I got the pink with the rose gold on the pink. It's super cute, and I told you I have all boys. Whenever I can get pink in there, I am doing it because I love it. I also don't have to worry about dull blades because they send me the refills on my schedule, and you have to check out their cloud shave foam. I'm not joking. It's amazing. It really makes your skin feel nourished and moisturized. So why deal with razor burn and wasteful disposable razors when you could be getting the best shave of your life with Athena Club Razor Kit? Get 20% off your first order at athenaclub.com with promo code DMA. That's A-T-H-E-N-A-C-L-U-B.com with promo code DMA to get 20% off. As parents, we have lots of to-dos on our list, and but I find that as moms and dads, we often put the most important things about really taking care of our kids at the bottom of the list. So I want to help you cross off one of the most important things on your list, which is life insurance. And Fabric makes getting great term life insurance really easy. It's quick, it's easy, it's affordable. Fabric was specifically built for parents to help you manage your family's financial future. So it's stress-free. They have new lower prices with significant savings, great policies like a million dollars in coverage for less than a dollar a day. And everything's on your schedule. It's all online. So in less than 10 minutes, you can apply. You can be offered coverage instantly with no health exam required. Although I do want you to get your health exams, you know, stay up on that. It's just as personalized to fit your family's needs. You can 
be set with a high-quality, affordable protection for your family. It's fully backed by Vantis Life, one of the most trusted names in life insurance since 1847. So you can be confident you're going to get a good policy that meets your family's need. There's no risk. They have a 30-day money-back guarantee you can cancel at any time. So protect your family with term life insurance now in just 10 minutes. Apply today to meetfabric.com slash DMA. That's meetfabric.com slash DMA to start protecting your family today. It's M-E-E-T, okay? Like you're meeting them, M-E-E-T, fabric.com slash DMA. Fabric insurance agency policies are issued by Vansis Life. Not available in New York and Montana. Prices subject to underwriting and health questions. Let's talk about your book. And I feel like you really help moms as we're talking about mom brand really hone some of this and articulate and honor their cultural heritage. You, you really lay it out. It's not just a, this is my storybook. This is a guide. I feel like, Oh, was absolutely. That, your, that was yeah. your goal, right? Yes. I, so I, I feel like it's part memoir, part manifesto and all <laughs> wrapped up in a guide. You know, yeah. it was my opportunity to kind of drop the mic, you know, in ways that I wasn't able to do an other platform. It does share a lot of my personal story um, for two reasons. One, to help people understand what I mean and to take it out of these like buzzwords that you might hear in the news and make it real with real people, but also to humble myself and mm. share where I me messed up along the way so that as I'm sharing what I think people should do in this guide, they understand that I didn't do it that way in the beginning and, um, and that I understand that why they may not be doing it that way right now too. So yeah, that's what I set out to do and it was a lot of fun. Okay. So mom's listening and she's hearing us talk about it a little bit, but really tell her like, it's hard to summarize an entire book. I guess I, I know it's like, I, it's been so hard, but I got it down. Okay. You got it so down. okay I would love to hear it. Okay. It is a guide for families to create a home culture. It's really focused a lot on your home atmosphere and home culture to curate a home atmosphere where diversity and inclusivity are embraced, but flow through naturally, authentically. Mm -hmm. um, it's just kind of like, this is just the way we are. Like I said, my family, we spend a lot of time outside. That's just who we are. Well, we celebrate ourselves and others in many different, unique and specific ways. And that's just the way it is. Um, and at the same time, at the end of the book, we move outside of the home. So I talk in the book that I think that home is a, a love incubator where our children are warmed and prepared for the outside world so that they can interact with others and build bonds and connect on our shared humanity and and um, build relationships that are meaningful with people who are similar, like, right? It's not only just people who are different with people who are similar too, and mm -hmm. also people who are different in various ways. And so that's the premise of the book. It's something designed to um, help people feel secure in who they are while also building relationships, tight relationships. I don't just mean cordial, high and by, but I mean close heart yeah. bonding relationships with other people. Yeah. Not just saying you have this friend who's yeah. from Taiwan, but you've just had a real quick conversation. Yeah. Like, but like you know her, yeah. like you know her people, you know what they, they yeah. how they feast and yeah. what they think about different areas of life and that you love her. Yeah. 
My um, mother-in-law is a really good example of bringing people together of different cultures and backgrounds. And she's always had just a, she loves international. They've traveled on mission trips a lot, but even in Houston and now she's in Plano and she, the other day hosted a lunch. Now she's just recovered from like a major accident and surgeries and she's still hosting people. I have no excuses. Okay. I'm just saying like she, she invited all the neighbors who were from different countries and they brought their country's food. How fun is that? Yeah. Like that's so good. Like an international festival in her, you know, kitchen and dining room, bringing people together and just celebrating and learning and getting to know each other around the table. I was like, man, that seems so simple and yet hard. Yeah. You know? I understand. And people love to share their food. People love to share it, to show you who they are when they have a permission and feel safe to show up, you know, in exact the right way. And, and it's funny because I was talking, I talk about food in the book as well. And I was talking to one of my white girlfriends and about bringing different foods. And she was like, well, I don't have anything to bring because I'm just white. And I was like, girlfriend, I was like, when your grandmother was mm-hmm. here and I went over to your house, that food that she served was not just white. I don't know what that food would, what, <laughs> what you're talking about. And I'm like, that food was steeped in culture and story. Yeah. And like, it's just sitting there for you to claim. We just have to train our eyes to recognize the things about us that are so unique. I think that is a hundred percent true, a hundred percent true. And I don't think we recognize it for ourselves because we aren't just talking about, oh, you are from Poland or you are from, you know, Japan and you have this unique food. We do, we have stories, we have history. And what was, I remember the first meal my husband made me for our very first date, it, he called it special chicken. And I show up and I go, oh, my family makes this, but we call it company chicken. And it was this connector of storylines because it's this random dried beef with cream of chicken and sour cream and bacon wrapped around. It's weird. But the fact that he's from Houston, Texas, I'm from Indiana. And we had this common was just like first date connection, you know, and it was over food and yeah, weird. Weird Those stuff. are the stories These to be are the told. Stories. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Okay. Y'all get the book. It's going to bless your souls. It's called a place to belong. And we'll put links to the show notes. Um, before we have to move on though, I need to hear what are your hacks? <laughs> okay. I hear you can be outside or is it not ridiculously hot where you live? It does. It does. Okay. We live in Georgia. And so okay. it does yeah, get yeah, yeah. really hot. Um, not as hot as the, mm-hmm. as it does for you, but yeah. it does get hot, but hence the water, right? The lake, the creek, oh, like that's okay. why yeah, we that's situated ourselves mm-hmm. in this. And it, our property is almost 100% shaded full of trees, like forest floor and all that. So oh we still gosh. spend a lot of time out there anyway, but in the morning and in the evenings, and sometimes during the day we come in, um, and we kind of have, a. Uh, we have a routine of things that we still do in the summer mm-hmm. in terms of reading and projects the kids are working on and all of that. If you want to call it school, some people may, you know, I don't, my kids don't see it that way. So please don't call it that. To please them. don't tell them <laughs> yeah. they're doing school. Yeah. They don't, they don't like see chores. it that way. Don't call it chores. <laughs> no, yeah. no, 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 mm-hmm. no, no. Yeah. Um, and so with that rhythm though, we have something called never say no. And so Mm -hmm. I have plans and things the kids need to do each day and things I'm doing with them. But if we have an invitation to go somewhere, we never say no in the summer. So um, anytime a friend wants to go swimming,
swimming, if they want to head up to the big lake or just go grab ice cream or anything like that, we say yes as often as we possibly can. And so I have a plan, but I hold it loosely. And in some ways, if I'm just going to be real, a lot of it is I need my kids to have something to do during the day when we're not going anywhere so that they won't kill each other. Um, It's like, stay busy. You know, we have our little family routine and everybody has something to do. I call it personal business. Go get yourself some personal business. Um, Okay. I like that that word. We are using that. Okay. So go get yourself some personal business. Okay. What does that involve? Like, is there a tray? Okay. Anything that's not, um, whining that you're bored and that's not arguing with the siblings. Um, So I think that when I pull myself out of there, because I homeschool, I'm with them so much and they're used to me kind of being this cruise ship director. Well, when I pull myself out, a lot of times they go at each other. It's almost like they're bored. So they just bicker and fight. So getting yourself some personal business is something in this house that you would like to pursue that doesn't require me to be standing next to you and doesn't cause you to fight and bicker with the siblings. So I'm not going to tell them what that is. I have a list. You can look, it's like a hundred things and they can pick anything off of theirs or they can just go sit and be. Sometimes I told my daughter last year, go smell some essential oils. She likes that. <laughs> I'm like, I don't know what to tell you, but you maybe to... one of them will calm you down. I don't know. Yes. There's like magic in those. Yeah. I'm you, like, you, remove if you homeschool, you have to have essential oils <laughs> exactly. and succulents. I don't, there's something and a chicken. You got to have a chicken. You have a chicken. <laughs> we don't, we have to okay. borrow a chicken down the borrow street so chicken. I can take Instagram pictures. Just for the pictures. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The Christmas card. <laughs> Okay. Where'd you get this list of hundred, a hundred things? I made it up. It's actually on my website. If people go to heritagemom.com and search like the word bored, kids are bored. It'll come up. My, I shared my list and it's like all the things here. Do not say that you're bored and go look at the list. And it's granular. You guys, it's got a lot of ideas. And so I don't even say anything they know before they even come to me to go look at the list. We have a lot of things to do here. That's amazing. Oh my gosh. Okay. Your personal business. I am curious to know your routine. Not that we have to copy you, but I always like hearing routines and seeing like what would fit our family. What would it? Okay. So can you share a little bit? Yeah, we get up and I make hot breakfast. These kids are spoiled. Everybody get up at the same time. Um, we get up, we, it's a little staggered, but I'd say within an hour. And so by nine o'clock, um, everyone's at the table having breakfast. And, um, during that time we sing hymns, we do a Bible study and you do hymns and Bible study. I know. That's amazing. It's got to keep it up. They don't know any different. They don't know any different. different. And if you're listening and that's your mom brand, yeah, no shame. Yeah. And we don't do it every day. Like if, if some days we just don't, if I'm not feeling it or we need to go somewhere, I'm not, because it's part of who we are. I don't feel the pressure to manufacture it every single day. We didn't do it today. So, um, we do that and I'll read aloud from some juicy novel. Like it's never usually something old, something new and fun, fantasy and spectacular. Um, and then we'll go into like our project time. And so they all have different things that they're really interested in. My son might be building Legos. Somebody might be doing puzzles. My daughters are usually going to be creating something. One will be creating digitally. One will be creating something with our hands you know, most of the time. And, um, after that we'll kind of eat lunch and then we'll usually head out for some type of adventure or do something. And, and we have like handicrafts and art and stuff like that, that I have lined up. We're going to be doing some basket weaving. And I know that sounds really, you know, whatever, but no, I got to keep, I was homeschooled. Busy. 
And yeah, I, you understand, I did, right? I did basket weaving. Oh, yeah. Okay. This is part so, of the deal. It's yeah, like, we have again, part of the projects. deal. Yeah, yeah. projects for them and things to keep them busy and engaged um, and having fun. And then on Fridays is movie night. So we watch movies, pop popcorn, eat pizza. Um, and we're not watching, although sometimes we each get to pick. So like okay. I picked the sound of music. So when you said you loved musicals and my kids were like, what is happening to us right now? And then they loved it. They See. loved it. And they were singing the songs and they made up motions to go with the song. So I was like, please trust me. Um, but we take turns and we pick different movies and we eat junk food and all of that. So yeah, it's just a kind of lazy summer, very leisurely. Um, we go camping a lot. We travel, we'll have our family reunion. Um, family members will come visit. We'll go visit people and um, nothing big planned. We have an international trip in October. And so we're trying to lay low for the summer. Okay. So when they're doing their project time, is that when you're doing your work? For yeah. I check my emails. I go on podcasts, like don't mom alone. And I also have projects. I mean, I, I try to demonstrate what I expect, you know, from them as well. So I, I sew and I embroider and cross stitch and, you know, help with like wood stuff, wood whittling stuff, wood whittling stuff with my son and everything, even if I'm not super into that. Um, and we garden. So we'll, we have yeah. vegetables and herbs growing out back. So I'll work in that time and, um, and I'll read a lot of times I'm just reading. So I'm actually the personal business thing came for me because I would tell the kids, no, I can't do that right now because I have personal business to attend to. And so then I started telling them and you should get some too. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, I kind of do whatever. And a lot of time my husband works from home. So sometimes I'm upstairs in his office, like eating lunch with him or, you know, we're talking. Sounds good. Yeah. It sounds dreamy. I'll tell you the teen thing may disrupt some of this. I'm just, it may not. I'm not going to burst your bubble, but <laughs> well, I already see that alone everything is, is gets thrown everybody off and everything's about the friends. And so we, we, we have a lot of teens over here already. Oh, that's good. That's um, good. Yeah. So that, that is, you know, we have a basketball hoop up uh, the other day. I looked outside and I had three 13 and 14 year old boys playing basketball mm -hmm. in my driveway. And I thought to myself, how did this happen? I have no teen boys, but I inherited all of these boys from different friends that day and, you know, movies and I'm all about keeping the food flowing. Yeah. So I love the idea of our house being the teen hangout. I do too. And mine are embarrassed to be here. I don't know what's going on, but they, they aren't doing my dream. My dream was that they would all come, but yeah, no. Well, that sounds like you're, you are flourishing as you're preteening and doing all the things. And I love you sharing and I love your unique mom brand. So thank you. Oh, for coming for, on. Well, thanks for having me and let me come on here and chat a little bit. Of course. And y'all go check out a place to belong. Doesn't that sound nice? Just sounds nice. Mm. It's a lot. I'll tell you. Well, I can't tell you now. I'll tell you later, but it sounds so nice. I love it. <laughs> and I love what you're doing, all the things you're doing. So thank you for being with us. Oh, thank you for having me. Okay. Thanks y'all for joining me. Like I said, in the other summer of mentorship episodes, our team member Stephanie has put discussion questions in the show notes. Normally those are sent just to our podcast club leaders, but this is a way for you to get a little taste of a podcast club so you can meet with a friend or meet with a group of friends or some churches use these questions 
to they listen to the episode on their own and then they get together and they talk about it. So one question she wrote, it she said, Amber shared that she had to release her need to impress other moms in order for her kids to flourish. What expectation or ideal do you need to let go of so your kids can flourish? It's those kind of questions that help stir conversations and safe community um, that we want to equip you so you can be walking alongside other moms, extending your family uh, with, I think I think it makes our kids experience better. So we want to help support you and do that. I am going to pray for us and for our family cultures. Lord, I know that this is intentional work that can be challenging at times. I pray, Lord, that you would bring to mind for each mom and dad listening what values they want to emphasize in their home. I pray that they wouldn't get distracted with others' opinions or what they think they should, but to lean into what you are assigning for them, God, and what you are putting in front of them. And I pray, Lord, for um, courage and bravery to move forward with whatever that conviction is. Not a moment-to-moment pull, but what are you drawing their family to next? What do they need to let go of? What do they need to do more of? I pray, Lord, that you, through the power of your Holy Spirit, would be their guide in creating their family culture or shaping it um, to honor you. I pray, Lord, for each of our hearts and minds as we are mid-summer that we would just be experiencing your true rest, which comes from surrender, Lord, and just trusting you more every day. I pray for family dynamics, for peace in the home, for um, good memories to be made, and most of all, for you to be honored and glorified. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks, y'all, for joining me. And double thanks to those of you who saw my little note about a tough review I got about the podcast, and y'all showed up on iTunes and other, I don't know, I haven't checked all the other podcast players, but... I think I saw over 25 reviews, read every single one. Y'all are the sweetest, kindest, most encouraging community. Thank you for lifting your girl up. Yeah, it's just, it's been a hard season of being misunderstood. And so I really appreciate those of you who know my heart and um, I've been walking alongside me for a long time. So thank you for leaving those reviews. If you want to leave a review, I will take any reviews. It always helps bring more people to the show who didn't know about it. Y'all are so good about sharing episodes with friends. So thank you for doing that. Thank you for being a team player with us. And I will see you back here next week for week five of the summer of mentorship. We have special, I've I've never interviewed before. I know all of these have been past guests that I'm re-interviewing. This is a new one with Karen Eman. All right, I'll see y'all back here next week. Adios. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Don't Mom Alone podcast. If you're wanting to connect with more people and more resources to help remind you that you're not alone, head over to don'tmomalone.com. That's where you'll also find show notes with any links mentioned by our guests. Most importantly, I want you to know the good news, the great news that you're not alone because God has promised to always be with you. With faith in Jesus Christ, the one who died for you and rose again, Jesus said when he left, he was going to leave a helper, a comforter to be with us. God in us, moms, that's superpower. So while you're washing dishes at your kitchen sink, while you're driving to and from work, 
While you're feeding that baby late into the night, while you're cleaning sticky floors, God promises to be just as present with you as when you're worshiping in a church pew. As it says in Zephaniah 3.17, the Lord your God is with you. He is mighty to save. He takes great delight in you. He will quiet you with his love and he will rejoice over you with singing. Now that's good news. Have a great day.